Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today we've done it. It's finally over. We're talking about 2013's Scary Movie 5. We finished this series. You're all going to die tonight. <coughs> You're all going to die tonight. I'm joined by our Scary Movie correspondent, Josh Wessler. Josh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing a lot better now. Uh, yeah, we're done. It's finally over. Uh, we just watched Scary Movie 5. Uh, this is the second time I'd seen this movie. It was the first time you had seen it. What did you think? Uh, it was fine. It, it, it was no Scary Movie 4. And I would also say it was slightly better than Scary Movie 2 yeah, as I'll well. My, my final rating for it, if you, if you need to know, uh, was just a 3 out of 10. Okay. Um, so just edging above uh, 2 and 4. Uh, but still... Not great. I'd honestly probably go as high as a 5 out of 10. Hmm. And for me, because a 5 means it's not a good movie, but it's not a bad movie. It's meh. That's that's what a 5 means for me. Yeah, and this was a very meh movie. Very um, meh. Again, a lot of the things with, like, 4 where a bunch of, like, jokes fell flat. This one didn't really have that, where, like, they just fell completely flat. But it was a lot of just, like, like chuckles. Like, it was just like, meh, that was clever. Yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. That's pretty much it. Um, it's inoffensive. It's not like embarrassingly stupid humor. I mean, okay, it's stupid humor, but like, I, I wasn't. I didn't feel embarrassed watching it. I was like, okay, yeah. all right. You know, I like uh, we get a uh, um, Rex Simon back, and he's great. Yeah, uh, Diet uh, Andy Sandberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun to have him back. Uh, there's a couple of really solid jokes. A few like the um, the lesbian sex scene jokes were were hilarious. But you know, this movie it's 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 nothing. It, you'll you'll forget about it right after you saw it. Yeah, there's and and there's no real reason to actually no. watch this movie. Nope. It's watch one this, and three. This is just your base spoof movie at this point. Watch one and three. Move on with your life. If you have to, if for whatever reason you've lost a bet and you need to watch three of the five scary movie series, this should definitely be the third one you watch. Yeah, one, agreed. three, and five. Agreed. But yeah, there, there's not much here. I'm glad to be done with this series. Yep. I actually hope that they don't make a six scary movie. Uh, but if they do someday, hopefully they. Uh, Make it nothing like the last two. <laughs> yeah, I think I could do a really good job making a, a nice scary movie. Yeah. The potential's there. But the point of this podcast is we're trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies, including horror spoof movies. And you can check out our current list of rules on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. We're going to go through the plot of this movie beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our list. Um, so, Scary Movie 5, you ready to do this thing? Yeah, massive spoiler alerts for everyone out there. Yeah, yeah, I should say massive spoilers for Scary Movie 5. Since uh, we all know you're all dying to go see it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> spoilers for Scary Movie 5 beyond this point. Like, again, we're not recommending the movie. Uh, this, you know, there's spoof movies that parody other movies. This is a parody of Paranormal Activity 1 and 2, a movie called Mama, which I have not seen, Black Swan, Evil Dead, kind of the remake of Evil Dead, not really the first or just the remake. Gotcha. Uh, does it spoil any of these movies? Not really. Maybe Mama. I haven't seen Mama. The only one I would expect is maybe something from Mama, but I have not seen it either, so I can't speak for it. Yeah. Uh, it's a little hard to say, so... Um, if you're dying to see Mama, go watch it, I guess. Watch first. Mama first. Or just sure. don't watch this movie. <laughs> or just don't watch this movie. That is the simple solution. Anything else before we get started here? Nah, I'm good. All right, let's get into the plot. A Scary Movie 5. So the movie begins with Charlie Sheen. He's back from Scary Movie 3 and 4, but he's playing a different character this time. He's playing himself. 
And he is Lindsay Lohan, also playing herself over at his house. Uh, they're going to film a sex tape. Um, and Lindsay hears some weird noises right before they get busy. Um, but it's just Charlie's Gardner, no big deal. <laughs> they're joined by a, a, a another another girl, you know, oh, just a threesome, sexy threesome. Oh, and then we got a bunch of clowns and a bunch of little people and a pony all joining them for the Ooh. fun time. It's a real party up in there. But anyway, we're going to skip all that because none of that matters. Charlie ends up getting tossed around by an invisible demon, I guess. Rule number one, Charlie Sheen, you're in a horror movie. And Lindsay ends up getting possessed by the said demon and throws Charlie into a TV where he is killed. Lindsay, you're also in a horror movie. Yep. Nothing they could have done. No. Demon shows up and possesses Lindsay Lohan and throws you into a TV. I don't know what you can do about that. Don't hang out with Lindsay Lohan. You know, that's a good rule in general, but I don't think Lindsay had anything to do with it this time. Mm -hmm. Coincidence. Yeah. Um, But we're done here. Uh, It's revealed uh, Charlie's kids go missing after this event, and it's revealed kind of in text, kind of like paranormal activity, and Lindsay gets arrested. Uh, Not necessarily connected to the murder, but just out of habit, the police arrest Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. It's a good joke, but uh, it's uh, kind of aged poorly. Do people even care about Lindsay Lohan anymore? I think they do, but it's more in like a, like, oh, we feel bad for her type of way. Yeah. This one's like making fun of her. Yeah. Oh, well, she got paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's not complaining. (laughs) Enjoy your payday. Yep. We cut to Jamarcus, who's played by Snoop Dogg, and DeAndre, played by the late Mac Miller. Ah, uh, rest in peace. They're out in the woods, and they're, they're, they're looking for a weed farms. They're going to steal some weed. And they get caught and chased by a drone for a little bit. Rule number four, don't be a menace. Don't be stealing weed. Yeah. You might think it's harmless, but uh, <laughs> they said, oh, we're just going to take enough for just one blunt. Just one single blunt. One massive it's blunt. It's just giant. takes two people to carry. <laughs> um, so they end up hiding out in a cabin in the woods. Even though DeAndre doesn't really want to, but, you know, Jamarcus gets him uh, to do it. And they go inside. It's spooky as hell. Rule number one, you guys are in a horror movie. If you're going into a spooky cabin in the woods, you are in a horror movie. Assume until proven otherwise. <laughs> yeah. If it's not yours. And they end up finding a creepy-ass kid crawling around. Actually, there's three of them in here. And... DeAndre and Jamarcus, they just take out all of their guns and open fire. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> rule 5, lock and load. Rule 22, take the shot. This is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We love this. They open fire like crazy. They shoot at everything. They have 8 billion guns each, approximately. Al- I, along with, I think there was a rocket launcher in there. Yep. Uh, they have a Mexican standoff with each other at one point for some reason, but then they hug it out. I think they didn't trust each other. I don't know. But Jamarcus, he realizes, hey, these are Charlie Sheen's missing kids. And DeAndre's like, how do you know that? And he picks up a, a thing of milk, a milk carton. He's like, oh, they're right here on the missing, they're missing kids milk carton. And Jamarcus has the, this great idea. He's like, dude, we'll turn them in, and we'll get the reward money, and we're going to buy us ourselves a nice boat, get some honeys on board, we'll get a pool with a shark in it, it'll be great. DeAndre's like, why do we need a shark? And Jamarcus is like, oh, we need a shark. All right. Well, I'll see you guys at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, this is going to actually pay off. This will actually pay off, but we literally don't see them until like the last two minutes of the movie. See, I was really confused. I thought that they were going to be like staples in the movie. I wish they had been. That would have been fun. Yeah. I feel like it would have gotten old real fast, but I'd have liked to see what happened. I don't know. I love Snoop Dogg. I've seen him in featuring movies before where he's in yeah. the whole thing. There's a, there's a movie called Bones. It's an early 2000s kind of supernatural slasher movie. Snoop Dogg's the killer. Ooh. And it's not a comedy. It's just a horror movie. And Snoop Dogg's the killer. He's like he a, does a good job? He's the ghost of a uh, like a 80s gangster who's come back from the dead to haunt everyone who killed him. And he does a really good job. 
It's it's a it's a hmm. decent movie. Nothing too special, but uh, Stoop Dog's the killer. It's really fun. All right. Um, we'll cover that one one day on here. Okay. Well, I love me some Mac Miller, so I would have I would have liked to see it. Um, but yeah, they they have one more scene in the movie, and uh, we'll come back to them. But they uh, they do turn in the kids and get the reward money. Yep. So then we're introduced to Jody and Dan. Dan is played by Simon Rex, who's also returning from Scary Movie Three and Four. He played George. He was uh, probably he was one of the best parts of Scary Movie Three. Um, and his character was Charlie Sheen's character's brother in, in the Scary Movie Three and Four. Here he is also Charlie Sheen's brother. So they're playing different characters, but they're still brothers, which is funny. Love it. And he is married to a woman named Jody, who's played by Ashley Tisdale. It's a sweet life they live. <laughs> oh, what? That's not even the right show. Yeah, she was on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, wait, no, I was thinking of the... Yeah, I was thinking of a different Disney show. <laughs> I, no, I was thinking of the On Deck one. That's what I was thinking Well, of. she's not even on... Exactly, that's why I was confused. She was only in the first one. Exactly. <laughs> so Ashley Tisdale is uh, our, our new protagonist. So Jody is kind of like punk rocker type, like rebel, doesn't want to be a stepmom kind of. Kind of hates everything. I don't know, I kind of like her. That's fair. <laughs> and Dan's just Andy Sandberg light. He's just so wholesome and nice and just kind of a goof. And he's also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably like the best part of the movie. They're actually pretty funny. Yeah, they're pretty good. So... They find out the kids have been found. They go pick them up. And the kids are... So there's three kids. We have Kathy, who's the oldest, and she's kind of normal. But all she does is talk about this imaginary spirit that protected them while they were in this cabin in the woods named Mama, who's a creepy ghost. That's that's Mama. Mm-hmm. There's also Lily, who is basically a feral child and thinks she's a dog. Also likes to murder dolls. A little bit of a red flag. And then there's Aiden, who's a baby, and not really that important. No. But these, these kids are kind of messed up. Kathy's eating her own glasses. Lily's, like, punching them in the face. So Jody just punches this little four-year-old right back, which I love. Totally here for that. So they agree to adopt the kids, even though Jody doesn't want to. But they, for some reason, they have to move into a new home that's owned by the Institute that was watching the kids and, like, helping get them readjusted, which is filled with cameras. Sure. All right. I, <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. You, you play by their rules. Yep. If your choices are between that and just, you know, let the kids go just parentless and live in this institution, then I guess this is the way to go. Yeah, and, and Dan's totally fine with this. Jody's the one who's got a problem with this because she, she doesn't want to adopt the kids at all because she hates the kids. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to, get, get out. Rule number 11, get out. <laughs> get out! And, and there's no reason for them yet to believe they're in a horror movie. No, no, no. Like, Kids can get so effed up just by, like, some traumatic event, which they've gone through. Oh, yeah. Totally fair. Uh, So it is perfectly fair for the kids to be acting very odd. It could be a little bit of a red flag, but overall, I just kind of of see it through. Yeah, especially for Dan. Jody, if you don't want to do this, don't do it. But if you're going to do this, you got to commit and actually, like, do a good job. And for uh, for this first chunk of the movie, she's not doing a very good job. Mm -mm. Rule number three, do your damn job. You got to take care of the kids if you're going to do this. Yeah. So they're driving to the house. Um, and as they're pulling up, Dan drives straight into the garage. Keep your eyes on the road. Yeah. <laughs> keep your eyes on the road. That is rule number 37. And they're bringing the kids in the house. And <laughs> rule number two, constant vigilance. Jody, like, bashes Aiden's head into the side of the doorway. Uh, actually lights Aiden on fire. <laughs> Just classic scary movie. Abuse oh, yeah. of children. Ridiculous. Um, which I'm here for. Dan is, like, filming everything on his camera, and somehow he's pointed straight at the ghost. Mama Mama appears in the bathroom, and he's got the camera pointed straight at her and somehow doesn't see it. Rule two, constant vigilance. 
If there's ghosts showing up, you need to see that stuff, especially when it's in your line of sight. There's going to be a lot of constant vigilance in this movie. Oh, yeah, tons. But this might be the worst one. Uh, I can think of one other one, I think. Okay. And Kathy's talking about, like, she, Kathy, the little kid's drawn pictures, but she's like, this one, Mama drew. What? <laughs> but, you know, imaginary friends, kids do that stuff all the time, I yeah. assume. So, you know, we're not there yet. We're not in a horror movie yet. Uh, we also have a housekeeper named Maria. She thinks the kids are cursed or something. She thinks she's in a horror movie already. Rule number one. Uh, and she's, like, uh, doing blessings around the house. Good for Maria, I guess. She sure. figured it out already. Yep. And if you either think or know that, that blessings will work, then go for it. Sure. Dan is a scientist who works with monkeys. And we have a big, huge Rise of the Planet of the Apes subplot that goes nowhere. It says no bearing on the movie, but it's... <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, There's a big Rise of the Planet of the Apes stuff. But in the end, nothing matters with this. This doesn't go anywhere. No. Whatever. I love the classic just subplot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially just like random spoof subplot that has nothing to do with anything but I else. I wish it tied in more. Like, cause it intertwines a little bit. But Scary Movie 3 did that brilliantly. Yeah, they did it really And good. even Scary Movie 4 got the whole Saw War of the Worlds tie in together somehow, mm-hmm. which worked well enough. Yeah, I just wish they had a better I mean, this time. was like a Paranormal Activity Mama. Like, that was the yeah, main. But, one. Yeah, yeah. But, like, somehow tie in Rise of the Planet of the Apes in yeah. some brilliant way. I don't know how. I didn't write the film. But, you know, give me a little... There, there's potential there. Give me a couple of drafts and a nice paycheck. I could probably figure it out. A couple drinks. <laughs> a couple of drinks. So he's working with an ape named Caesar, who is smart. And his boss is played by Terry Crews, who has basically no relevance in the movie. That was surprising to me. Yeah, he's got like two he's scenes. Two scenes. But real, some real Brooklyn Nine-Nine vibes. I would say it makes it feel even more like Andy Samberg yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> So Kathy has a doll that Mama made her, and it's wearing like a tutu because Kathy's into ballet. And Jody's very creeped out by the kids and doesn't want to do this anymore. And Dan's like, hey, you just need a way to bond with these kids. How about you get back into ballet like you used to be into? She's like, all right, I'll sign up for like a local production of uh, Swan Princess or whatever it was. Swan Queen? Swan, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know ballet. <laughs> so, there, But there's a local production going on. She's going to go sign up. We meet Pierre, who is running the show. Pierre is played by J.P. Manu, who played the fake dean on Community and was the principal in Full of the Future. Oh, uh, okay. And also the uh, robot in Eurotrip. Uh, he's in lots of stuff that I really like. Okay. <laughs> um, so he's just kind of the leader. Uh, like, he's running the show. There's Heather, his prime ballerina, who's kind of, like, aging. Can't really do it anymore. And finally, Kendra, who becomes Jody's main rival. And uh, it, for her audition for Swan Queen, Kendra just starts stripping on a, a pole, a stripper pole. Showing off her moves. Um, and this whole thing is a Black Swan parody. They don't really go full Black Swan, which could have been really fun if they had, if they had committed to the ending. That would have been great. Uh, but they only do it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It also, I've never seen it. No, oh, it's worth seeing. Yeah. It, it's a fan- it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, that's right. We could cover that on the podcast. It's a horror movie? Partially. Huh. Psychological horror, I'd say. Oh, okay. So we could cover Black Swan on the podcast. So weird noises wake up Jody, and she goes downstairs, and she finds a pan on the floor. And she picks it up, Dan startles her, and she just hits him. <laughs> 22, take the shot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maria, who's still convinced she's in a horror movie, wants to call a psychic uh, to get rid of the spirits. 
Next day, they find the house is completely ransacked. Everything is destroyed except the kids' bedrooms. Yeah, they're really just moving through the progression of paranormal activity yeah. here. And they don't really take it that seriously. Like, they think they were just, it was just broken in, but nothing was taken. It was just ransacked. Just, just vandalism. But Dan does mention that no one locked the doors. Rule 25, lock your doors. Uh, and basically their solution is just get more cameras. We'll get more cameras. So Dan gets more cameras. Uh, while putting them up, he falls and has to go to the hospital. Be careful, man. He comes back, gets electrocuted, and has to go back to the hospital. And it's just basically this giant time lapse yep. uh, in, in the classic paranormal activity, like 1.5 speed, essentially, where they're just scooting around real quick. This one's pretty good. Yeah. The, the stuff with the cameras is pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, be careful, Dan. Don't end up in the hospital. Jody hears the kids playing with Mama and goes in. Kathy's like, Mama says you're going to have an accident. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> okay. That would make, make the skin crawl a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, Jody, you're in a horror movie, but at least for a couple days here, I'd be very paranoid. Because <laughs> children creep me out. And if, a child, if a child told me I was going to have a horrible accident, I'd be like, I kind of believe you. <laughs> There's no reason why you would know this, but... This is an example of I cannot hold this against anybody else. I cannot. This is not something I can really fairly apply to characters in movies. But if I were Jody, I would believe I was in a horror movie. This is just like a me thing. I don't think I would. Not, not quite yet, but we are getting there. Yeah. And uh, Kathy's like, don't go in the closet. And she's like, this is my house. I can go wherever I want. And she opens the closet door and it's just Maria taking a shit in there. For some reason. <laughs> no reason. Jody ends up winning the role of Swan Queen. And while she's like doing a dance, Mama appears. Nobody sees this. But Heather, the older aging ballerina, is like, no, it's my role. And she runs in, pushes Jody out of the way, just as Mama knocks a set wall over and it lands on top of Heather breaking like every bone in her body. All right, some Final Destination shit happening yeah. up in here. Uh, Jody, you might be in a horror movie. Yeah, now, now I would not blame her. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I would, I would think I was in a horror movie at this point. I'd be very paranoid about this. And Jody mostly does, I think. Yeah, she's really on guard because she starts prodding a little bit, asking, asking the kids a little bit more, like, yep. hey, why did you say that earlier? Uh, what's going on? Because <laughs> guess what happened today? Something <laughs> shitty happened. Pierre also mentions that, hey, your understudy is going to be Kendra. And Kendra just gives her this look, like, oh, if something happens to you, I get your role. Uh, Jody might be in another horror movie. Yeah. This is like kind of the Black Swan stuff. Yeah. I, that, that's why I assumed. Yep. So, Jody, keep an eye on Kendra and maybe don't trust her. Uh, you know what? We'll just go ahead and do this. Uh, rule 24, trust no one. Everybody's a suspect! Yeah, Wrath right, the right Bad. You know, not, not really did the mama stuff at all, but in this other side horror movie that you stumbled into, and it could just be a thriller, a ballerina-themed thriller, trust no one. Dan returns from the hospital, still very confused, and for, like, this entire movie, you know, he's going to make some bad decisions, but I think he has a concussion. Yeah, you, you can tell by just the comments that it makes, just like, oh, what is this bandage doing on my head? This is a nice house. <laughs> Meanwhile, they've been here for, like, three days. Yep. So, I'm going to cut Dan a little bit of slack. I'm still going to point out every flaw he makes, but mm -hmm. I just want to acknowledge that he probably is concussed for this entire movie. Yep, and I think we can still point him out because he was still making bad decisions even totally. before the concussion. Totally. But if, you know, we'll take that into consideration when we get to the awards. Because yeah. he's down towards the living pleb side of things. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if we can um, justify giving to him even with his concussed behavior. At this point, Jody thinks she's in a horror movie and she wants to call the psychic in. Meanwhile, Maria's outside and she sees Kathy walking on water. Rule number one confirmed. <laughs> you are in a horror movie. 
Yeah, and, and uh, it happens when Dan is uh, talking to her, and he has his back conveniently to whoever, whatever Kathy. kid it was, uh, Kathy. So he does not see it, and he's just completely oblivious. Concussed. That's fair. <laughs> but for Maria... Rule number one. Rule number one, and she kind of already knew, though. Yeah. Like, she was already under the assumption that the kids were cursed. So now that you see this kid walking on water, basically give an ultimatum of calling the psychic or I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason that she should be sticking around here. Yeah, you know, rule number three, do your damn job, but don't die in the process. Yeah. Like, if there's ghosts and demon shit happening in your house, bye-bye. They're not your kids. They're not your kids. Help them out. And, like... Really try, genuinely try to help them, give them all the tools and resources, yep. but then if they decide not to, that's their own fault. Yep. You get, got them the card for the psychic, you put a bunch of blessings on the house, okay, bye, you done your job. But now she's going to stick around for a while. Yep. Jody hears another weird noise downstairs, pans moving again, she gets Dan up, they go downstairs, the pans are moving, blah, 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 Dan's like, oh, it's nothing, and he goes closer and all the pans drop on <laughs> And then the kitchen comes to life and just starts attacking him. And Jody's like, I'm calling the psychic. And Dan's like, yeah, call the psychic. <laughs> Roll number one, Dan, you're in a horror movie. Great, you know. Yep. And he acknowledges it. <laughs> they call the psychic, a guy named Blaine, who is just a scam artist. He's just stealing all their shit. He defrauds them. But he eventually does get attacked by Mama and dragged away. Uh, and then he's out of the movie. So I guess, you know, first of all, rule number four, don't be a menace. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he did follow rule number 11, get out. I mean, technically, but we don't know what happened to him. I mean, they mentioned later, like, oh, he got dragged around. Like, I, I don't think he got killed. I think he just uh, left the movie. Because I was going to say, if, if, he, uh, if he did get, like, taken by Mama or whatever, a little bit of uh, play stupid games with stupid prizes. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, rule number 32. But I, I think he just got out of the movie and just like, bye. Gotcha. Meanwhile, a car explodes outside. Just boom. Just driving by boom. Yep. More horror movie bullshit. <laughs> got nothing for him. <laughs> So, for what I think Dan must have fallen unconscious again during this whole uh, sequence with the psychic because he doesn't remember any of it. Yeah, he got hit in the head by the psychic something. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. The psychic hit him with something and he just basically was just laying face down on the table. I must have blinked. <laughs> so, Jody's like, We're in a horror movie. And Dan's like, No, we're not. I don't remember anything, but no, we're not. It's like, Dan, you already recognized it. No, you're going yeah, backwards. He's back out of leaving these in a horror movie. It's, it's bad. Meanwhile, the uh, the pool cleaner, which was uh, a big thing in Paranormal Activity 2. Have you seen that one? Yes. Yeah, yep. There's always just like the pool cleaner on in the pool. Yep. Well, for whatever reason, it, it's sentient in this movie and has a giant orgy party. Yeah, when Ryan says the pool cleaner, the pool cleaner is a robot, yeah, not a person. Yeah, it's a robot, not a person, actually, <laughs> yeah. Like a little robot that cleans your pool. Like a pool Roomba. Yep. <laughs> this pool Roomba has an orgy of pool Roombas and vacuum cleaners, and Maria gets involved for a little bit, um, and they just have an orgy outside. This is a great scene. This is a great I scene. Love it's this really scene. well shot. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. It matters not one bit. No, absolutely not. So Maria finds the party the next day. She didn't actually see the party. She just had one of these pool rooms in her room and she'd be sleeping with it. Yeah. Um, as I, you do. As you do. I guess she didn't know about the pool party. She goes outside. It's like, oh no, demon shit. Even though I don't think this had anything to do with the demons. But maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like why? I mean... It's not like there's that many demons. Pool rooms typically don't come to life and have orgy parties. True. But I don't know why Mama would do this. There's no reason. Also, she hasn't been shown to like be able to take control of like that many things. Yeah. 
So I think this is just a completely unrelated orgy vacuum pool party thing. Sure. Nothing to see here. All right. And we're done. But she starts doing another big ritual and Dan ends up firing her because he's sick of it. So while they're outside, he's kicking her out. They get into a fight. She hits him. He hits her. They keep turning their backs on each other while they're fighting so the other person can land a blow. Yeah, not good. Constant vigilance. They both follow. Rule 41, use your environment to your advantage. Ooh, yeah. And Maria also follows. Rule number 39, use your car as a weapon. Even though oh, it's yeah. not a car, it's a lawnmower. Yeah, uh, ve- vehicle, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, they've, they've got uh, hoses, lawn gnomes, all this stuff that they're using. So yep. good for them. Yeah, Maria runs Dan over with a, a riding mower. Uh, Dan clotheslines her with a, a, a garden hose. It's great. This is pretty funny. I like yeah. this. And then as the cops are driving by, they both stop. I'm like, no, we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> what's up? Hey, what's up? So, and that is... Rule 43, tread cautiously when dealing with police. Mm. Which they do. Yeah, I mean, none of this is really horror movie related, but they're following the rules anyway. I mean, yeah, if you're going to be in a brawl in your front yard, uh, especially with uh, what would be considered weapons, yep. uh, you're probably both going to get arrested. <laughs> so Dan gets to work, and Maria follows him, and the fight continues, and Terry Crews gets punched, and they accidentally release all the apes. Oh, no. <laughs> so apes are running wild in the streets now. Yep. With the intelligence gas. That went yeah, off. and Caesar uh, takes the the nerve intelligence gas that made him smart, and he, he uses it on them all the monkeys. This doesn't matter, no, but it's happening. So Jody, at this point, she's like, "Okay, girls, what's going on with Mama? Who's Mama?" And Kathy's like, "Well, Mama read from an evil book, and she comes to see us in our dreams." Why couldn't mm-hmm. you have said this earlier? <laughs> yeah, that would have been helpful. But you know, she's a dumb kid. Yeah, yeah fair. Gone through some trauma. I'll cut her some slack. So she's like, "Of course, they come to dreams. I know what I'll do. I'll hire a dream extractor." <laughs> Enter, what? <laughs> uh, Dom, parody of Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Inception, is here to help infiltrate dreams and figure out what's going on here. Didn't see this coming. Nope. This is a turn we didn't expect. We get a couple of random dreams that don't matter. A couple of Inception parodies, a Fifty Shades of Grey parody. None of it matters. Uh, but eventually we see in a dream flashback, the woman who became Mama, was just a normal woman, went downstairs in this creepy-ass cabin, found an evil book... And read it, read like a, an enchanting, an enchantment in there, and got turned into a demon ghost thing. Great. Sure. Don't read creepy ass books you find in evil cabins. Play stupid games with stupid prizes. Yep, same thing as what we said during the Cabin of the Woods movie. Yep. And Kathy mentioned something like, Mama says she wants us to go to the cliff. You're in a horror movie. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So Jody starts searching for the cabin, and she voice chats with Kendra like hey why don't you come over and help me go find it oh no the lights are flickering and somebody's outside it's Caesar the monkey again Caesar's here for a little bit and it doesn't matter at all Dan and Caesar stay behind to babysit the kids Kendra and Jody they're gonna go find this cabin except Kendra just takes her to the club called the cabin instead and they take drugs and have a fun time at the nightclub what are you doing yeah there's zero reason why you should be here you want to add a new rule what are you thinking I think we need to add rule number 56, sort out your priorities. She needs to sort out her priorities. Yeah, this is, because this does not make sense. Yeah, you know exactly what you need to do. Yep. Uh, maybe maybe not step for step, but you know where you need to go. It's not like you need to have like a brainstorming session or like investigate with like people around in the town. Like, no, you need to go find this cabin in the middle of the woods, go down to the basement, take this book. See if there's any sort of way to just solve this thing. Cool, you have a very direct plan of action. Go. And this is not a rule we're going to see a lot in like your more well-known horror movies. 
But you get in some of that, that shit Z-tier horror movies that make no goddamn sense and the plot is all over the place. Yeah, we're going to get this rule a lot <laughs> where characters just do something for some reason. Less common in your more big budget movies, but, you know, it happens sometimes. It happens. You know, a little bit of constant vigilance. Don't do drugs. Don't drink while you're in a horror movie. Not a typical one, but, like, don't go to the club when you're in a horror movie. Like, you got shit to do. So, sort out your priorities. Mm, I like it. So, they do drugs and go back to the house and bang. And this is probably the funniest part of the movie. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Jody wakes up late for the rehearsal, and because um, Kendra was trying to get Jody's spot. So, I guess the drugs were just for Kendra to get Jody's spot. Don't be a menace. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to tell if this was malicious or not. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming that this comes into play in Black Swan, but it, it's it's teetering on like, oh, she did this on purpose, but then she like comes back to us and like, oh no, like I left in uh, front of the ballet. Kendra's like, we never slept together. What are you talking about? And then later, Kendra comes over to her house and is like, oh yeah, we totally slept together. I couldn't let them all know my private business. I'm sleeping with half of them. But what? This doesn't really go anywhere. No, but it's just kind of weird. I don't really get Kendra's motivations. No, it seems like it was flipping, just flipping back and forth. So uh, they're watching some footage, and they spot, at this point, they spot Mama on the video. Even Kendra's. No, Kendra does know. Oh, well, maybe I am in a horror movie. Let's go with and help out now, which is, like, a nice thing to do, but also, get out. You're not really involved in this thing. Yeah, as long as you're not living in this house, which you're not, you can just leave. Yeah. Don't be a good Samaritan, rule number 30. They're going to go check out this cabin because they realize, oh, it's the one we they found the kids at earlier. That makes sense. Duh, that'd be the first place I would check, honestly. That makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But we meet a group of four friends. One of them is named David, and he's played by Tyler Posey. And they're they're all he and his friends are there. And this is a parody of their Evil Dead remake to help their friend mm-hmm. detox. Um, they're all just chilling in this house. Good bunch of Christian kids singing uh, Jesus songs. It's all nice and wholesome. Go tell it on the mountain. Yep. Jody and Kendra are like, "Hey, can we check your basement real quick for evil books?" Sure. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> and this is another pretty good part of the movie. Uh, they find the evil book down there. That tells them don't read it then don't read it. <laughs> don't I, think, read. I think there's four straight pages of just like, no, seriously, don't read it. <laughs> and they'd read the evil enchantment out, out, uh, out loud. And the evil beings come to the house, but it just possesses David and all of his friends. And they're just like mutilating themselves and cutting off their lips. <laughs> the next page has the counter curse. Like, oh, cool. So she reads that. Everything stops. They're like, what the fuck just happened? Where's my arm? Oh, my God. <laughs> and Jody and Kendra keep reading both pages like, nothing's happening. And upstairs, it's just crazy wild back and forth. These people are just, just getting destroyed. <laughs> and I got nothing to say for them. They were so... No. Sc- they were just having a... They, they rented this cabin. They didn't They didn't go in the evil basement looking for an evil book. No. Just random bullshit happened to them. It's a creepy cabin in the woods, but if they rented it, like it's not like they just stumbled across yep. it. Uh, I know that we talked about, I don't remember their names, but Snoop Dogg and Mac Miller at the beginning, that they should be aware, but that's because they just came across this cabin. Yep. No, the, these guys rented, rented it, it out, so it, everything should check out here for them. I feel bad for these guys. Yeah. It's a bummer. Meanwhile, I've got to knock uh, Jody and Kendra a little bit, because they completely just disregard the pages that say, hey, don't read this book, and you already know the oh, yeah. entire backstory of it. Play stupid games. They didn't win a stupid prize, but they just got lucky. They could have. Yeah. They could have been bad. They could have died right there. Yeah. They also didn't uh, They also didn't follow the rules. Yep. Written, written in maybe blood on the pages. Rule number 45, follow the rules. Yeah. So they leave. They take the book back. That night, Mama appears and attacks Caesar. Caesar, you're in a horror movie. Uh, but frames it to look like Caesar attacked the baby? 
And so they send Caesar away in a van, but the van was driven by a monkey, so Caesar actually didn't consent away. Um, in this, they leave the movie. Yep. I mean, they show up one more time, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really tie into this at all. I was wrong. Yeah, this doesn't matter at all. Bye, Caesar, the monkey. They it, discover they can talk. Yeah, good for them. But yeah, this, this is the moment that I was thinking of that was uh, the worst for constant vigilance. Because they're just sitting in front of the camera reviewing the footage. <laughs> yep. And every single time Mama came up on, on the, the screen, they were just so happened to be talking to each other with their faces pointed away. Yep. Constant vigilance, guys. So Jody ends up having a finding uh, looking closely at this book and finds a map to a cliff, like they was talking about earlier. And she's a vision of Mama throwing the kids off a cliff. Uh-oh. Mama appears and tosses Jody down the basement and knocks Dan out. Rule number one, you guys are in a horror movie. Again. Maria returns and she wakes up Dan and, and he and Jody go after them. Now we cut to the cliff and immediately Dan gets knocked out again. Basically, what ends up happening is uh, Jody professes her love for the kids, which makes the kids comfortable enough to get away from Mama. And instead of reading the counter curse or whatever in the book, because she can't find the right page, she just hits Mama with the book. Ah, screw it. (laughs) Doesn't really work. (laughs) Like, you know, take the shot. But if you're dealing with supernatural bullshit, take the supernatural shot or the physical shot. Yeah. And luckily... Lily, the little feral child, comes in and bites Mama, which causes her to fall off a cliff and land in the pool that is on uh, Snoop Dogg and Mac Miller's boat down there, which has a shark in it, which eats Mama. And Snoop Dogg's like, I told you we needed a shark. What a payoff. (laughs) So then we go to the ballet. Jody decides she's got enough fulfillment out of life from being a mom and lets Kendra have the the ballet role. And finally, we have a post-credits scene. Where this whole thing was revealed to be a dream of Charlie Sheen. And basically they were just doing Inception to convince Lindsay Lohan to sleep with him. That's creepy, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Don't be don't be a creep. And Lindsay Lohan drives her car through Charlie's house and hits him with the car. And then gives the keys to Dom's like, you were driving. And that's the end. It was Scary Movie 5. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was a very necessary post credit scene. Cut that one out. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh, it's a better movie without it. Yeah. So we're going to ignore the fact that this was all a dream in Charlie Sheen said. We're just going to ignore that. Yeah. Because um, fuck it. It's a scary movie five. Who cares? Yep. We're making our own rules here. And speaking of making our own rules, we, we literally did. We have a new one. 56, sort out your priorities. You know, I did not expect uh, to have this many rules come from the scary movie series overall. Yeah. What do we get? One, we three, two, three. Yeah. We got two from scary movie two and one from scary movie five. Who would have guessed? Not me. Look at us. <laughs> yeah, this is this is wild. This is wild. Anyway, so sort out your priorities. Yeah. It is very important to do, especially, like I said, when you have a clear set of things that you need to do in order to just get yourself out of the horror movie. Not only could you be in danger, but other people could be in danger, too. And time cannot be wasted. Don't go clubbing when you're in a horror movie. No. It's a bad call. Save that for after. Yeah. Save yeah. the lesbian sex scenes for later. It's true. Yep. Yep. That's that's uh, that's for when you're done. They'll, they'll, they'll always be waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's give out some awards. First, we have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. Um, this is, of course, based off Randy Meeks from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Uh, no Brent, Brenda Meeks or Shorty Meeks around this time to win it, so we gotta figure out someone else to give it to. Josh, who are you thinking? I don't know. This is pretty tough because I don't think we can give it to Dan, obviously. No. Uh, I really like Jody for 
a, a lot of the movie, but she had some really bad things too yep. that I think can just uh, disqualify her yep. from this award. I don't think you can give it to any of the kids. Nope. nope. Um, Kendra's not good. Nope. Uh, Maria knows she's in a horror movie the entire time, but doesn't really do anything. Like, she blesses the house and gives them the resources to, like, call the psychic or everything. But she just still sticks around and doesn't do anything past that. Yep. And she doesn't need to stick around. Yeah. So there, there's four people I was thinking that did a pretty decent job. One was Maria, Jamarcus and DeAndre, yep. uh, Snoop Dogg and Mac Miller from the beginning. I was and, thinking of them, too. And Blaine the Psychic. Mm, Those yeah. are the, the four, I think. Now, I want to toss Maria out of there because she stuck around for far too long. So that leaves the other three. Now, between Jamarcus and DeAndre, it was Jamarcus's idea to get the shark. So I think he's better than DeAndre. Uh, which one's which? Uh, Snoop Dogg's idea to get the shark. See, and I was thinking between the two of them, Mac Miller was better just because when they're on the outside of the, the house, he was the one saying, I don't think that we should go in there. And Snoop Dogg was just like, nah, let's go. <laughs> yes, that's true. But he went in the house anyway. True. And, you know, they did need to hide from this drone. But they were being menaces. So, yep. that put him in the situation. And then we have... Everything s- else. And, and uh, everything else from shooting at the kids to, I guess you could say, not trusting each other. That's an okay thing to do. Like, it's all equal between the two of them from yep. there on out. And then finally, we have Psychic Blaine, played by Cat Williams, if I didn't mention that. Pretty funny stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. He was a menace as well, you know, defrauding all these people. But then he got gets attacked by a, a ghost demon and just leaves the movie. Yeah, but is it because of his own choice? Because he kind of got dragged out, not by his own choice. True, that's true. Mac Miller was the first one to shoot at the kids, but yep. then... Snoop Dogg just came in, guns blazing, didn't really know what was going on. True. So you know what? Mac Miller actually had a good reason to pull out his guns and start shooting. Snoop Dogg just did it. because He did hear gunshots, but he didn't know what he was shooting at. I'm okay. Actually, we want to give it to Mac Miller? I'm good with Mac Miller. DeAndre, played by Mac Miller, yep. is the winner of our Randy <laughs> Meeks Marion Bash. A sentence I don't think anyone thought no. we would ever say. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Uh, Not in the movie, in real life. <laughs> uh, a long-lasting uh, tribute to his legacy. There you go. Uh, probably the most important thing he's ever done. Uh, DeAndre, Mac Miller, is the winner of the Randy Meeks Marion Bash. There you go. I love it. Uh, now let's move on to the Night of the Living Pleb Award, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. This is, of course, based on Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara. We got, we got options. We got options. I think the big two are Dan and Kendra. Yeah, uh, those, were, those were really the two that I was thinking. Jody had some really low lows, but she also was at least being proactive most of the movie. So uh, I'm going to give her a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jody, Jody, we can't give it to Jody. No. Uh, she was pretty good. She had some bad moments, but yeah. she's pretty good. Dan had a lot of terrible moments, but he was concussed. Did he do anything good? He was, I mean, he had the one moment of recognition where he's like, okay, yeah, I call the psychic, but that... When the, the entire kitchen is attacking you, I'm not going to give you that much credit for yeah. realizing you're And also, Jody movie. already wanted to. Kendra, she realized she was in a horror movie, went with Jody to do the spooky house, was reading from the evil book... And not being all willy-nilly about it. So is that worse than what Dan was doing? And then, But then she left the movie after that. Yeah, and I'm not even going to fault her for any of the things like being at the club and all that no. stuff. Because she's not the main part of the, the horror movie. And at that point, she did not know she was in a horror movie. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I think it's more whether or not we're going to excuse Dan's actions enough because he was concussed for a majority of the movie. It's hard to say, but I, I don't think we can give him enough of a pass. Because there's so much blatant shit, 
And he kept, you know, and I think the biggest sin is he and Jody were not paying attention to the security cameras. Like, and there was blatant proof on there and they kept looking True, away. True, you don't need to be uh, concussed or not. Like, you need to be paying attention to what's in front of you. And honestly, you know, Jody could have just kept showing him like, no, we're in a horror movie. See, I recorded. Um, so that's not Jody a little bit. But uh, yeah, they have all the cameras. You can check the receipts, basically. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So as much as I love Simon Rex, I think uh, Dan, Dan Sanders is his name. I think Dan Sanders is the Night of the Living Pleb. But he is a living pleb. Good for him. Good he, for him. He made it. I'm glad we get to give Simon Rex an award. Yeah. He, you know, he was always going to win the Night of the Living Club. And he was never going to win it with Randy Meeks. But I enjoy him yep. a lot. All right. Josh, we did it. We're done with the scary movie series. It is about time. <laughs> so that means you get to reserve yourself a movie uh, to put in the waiting room. So do you have anything in mind? Yeah. This is very random. But I heard about this movie a while ago. And I saw it on your nice, neat little shelf of movies over here. So I am uh, interested in doing The Babadook. Duke, Duke, Duke. Excellent. I love The Babadook. That's one of my favorite movies. I, I'm a big fan of The Babadook. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested in, you know, there's a, there's a chance you could hate it. There's a small minority of people who, a small oh. minority of people who do hate it. Great. The people who hate this movie don't get the movie, I feel like. I, I feel like it is a much more intelligent film than some people realize. It's a very, very smart movie. Uh, and I, I love The Babadook. It's got a very off-putting first act, but once you get past, and, and, and it's not, no, I'm not saying bad, I mean off-putting, but once you get past that and you realize what the movie is, chef's kiss. It's, it's a work of art. I love hmm. The Babadook. I'm really excited to talk about it. Uh, I'm glad you picked it. Hmm. Consider me intrigued. Yes. Now it's time to spin the wheel. Wheel Ooh. of Spooks. So here's what we got on the wheel today. Not scary movie. Not scary movie. We're done with that. In its place, though, going on the wheel, is it? It. Oh. It. <laughs> I'm like, is it what? <laughs> what is it? What? What? It? It? Who? No, it's It. Uh, Pennywise Dancing Clown. Uh, it miniseries is going on the wheel first from 1990. Miniseries, so, yeah. So the original, it's actually a miniseries. It aired. It's like a well, you buy. You know, on my shelf right there, uh, it, it you watch it as a three-hour movie. But it originally aired as a two-part miniseries, two episodes, uh, hour and a half each. So how this is going to work when it is spun is because it aired as a TV miniseries. We're gonna watch it as a TV miniseries. So my guest will be uh, Jordan Snyder. And the first time it comes up on the wheel, we'll watch the first half of the miniseries. The next time it'll be the second half of the miniseries. Because I don't want to watch a three-hour movie and then podcast about it. But that's how we're going to do it. So the It miniseries will be done in two parts. And then we'll obviously have, after that, the two, uh, the remake, the remakes, reboots. So hmm. we have four of these episodes to get through. Three movies, four episodes, yep. basically. I never knew that. So, yep, yeah, yeah. It's a miniseries, not a movie. Today I learned. Yep. Um, so that's on the wheel. We also have two spots for Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. The Text Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Don't Breathe, Bride of Chucky, Leprechaun Origins, and The Exorcist, the beginning. Notice that none of these movies are Josh movies. Woo! You have a 0% <laughs> chance. Uh, I guess not technically 0% chance because you are the uh, cabin fever emergency backup in case the pandemic strikes again. Um, but unless something horrible happens, you have a 0% chance of being on the podcast next time. Uh, let's leave it at 1% since we all know that it's Anything's possible at this point. <laughs> All right, Josh, spin the wheel. Oh my God, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, the sixth movie in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, or is it the fifth? No, that's the sixth, which is an okay movie. 
It's Sounds got, exciting. It's got uh, Mia Toretto from the Fast and the Furious movies in it. She's the oh. the lead. She's the protagonist. Interesting. That movie, uh, Mia Toretto. So Jordan Ryan will be back. We'll do Texas Chainsaw Massacre 6. All right, Josh, thanks for doing this. Uh, thanks for doing the scary movies. Oh, thanks for having me, yeah. I guess. Hey, it was your idea. I want to remind True. Everybody. This was... I, I have no one to blame but myself. And actually, I'm I'm glad that we did it. It, uh, was, it was fun. I have no regrets. Yeah, and especially getting to revisit Scary Movie 3. Yeah. Um, uh, made it all worth it. I Yeah, and like, like we said, I enjoyed 1 and 3. And then 2, 4, and 5, it just comes with it. You got to accept it. You got to accept it. Uh, warts and all. Yep. But this was fun. Uh, you can... Uh, Follow Josh on Twitter at uh, Jay Wessler. That's J W E H S E L E R. And you can follow us at How to Horror. How number two horror. Uh, Josh, anything else? No, I'm good. All right, this has been the How to Survive Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.